I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Our sleep story is Chapter 8 of Flop Ear. In this episode, Flop Ear finds out what has lifted him up as he was trying to get to see Tum Tum the elephant. He gets to help a family in need, and he tries to make his way home again. Will he get there? But before we continue with our story, let's turn down the lights, get cozy in bed, close your eyes, and feel warm and secure. Now that we've done that, let's use our imagination a little bit. Let's imagine that you are blowing up a balloon every time you exhale. You can make this balloon as big as you'd like and give it whatever color you want. It could be rainbow colored or have animal prints all over it. I would like you to take a great big breath in through your nose and exhale through your mouth, blowing up your imaginary balloon. This is no ordinary balloon. It's a balloon you can ride in. Once you get it as big as you want, it detaches from your mouth and it drifts slowly up into the sky taking you with it. There is a strong breeze right now and your balloon drifts over the trees. You can see your home and the street you live on. Slowly but surely, your balloon takes off and you can land it anywhere you like. Land it in your favorite place. This could be your bedroom or the couch at a friend's house. Or maybe it's a place to buy ice cream. Let's stay here a few moments and then when you are ready, take a few more deep breaths. Each time exhaling into the balloon and it slowly takes you again for another ride. Perhaps it can take you right into our story about Floppier, or right back into your bed again. Great. Let's continue with Chapter 8 of Floppier, the Funny Rabbit. Flop Ear did not know what was happening to him. All he knew was that he was going up, much higher than the time he had hopped into the wooden basket and had been lifted up by the boy. And something seemed to be squeezing him. I guess something has me, thought Flop Ear. Oh dear, I'm going to ask them to let me go. 
So in the loudest voice he could command, Flop Ear cried, Please let me go and don't squeeze me so. The answer came from a deep, rumbly voice. I had to squeeze you just a little bit to lift you out of the way. You were just going to be run over by one of the big circus wagon wheels, and I picked you up in my trunk and lifted you out of the way. Now you are safe, and I will set you down again. Lopier felt himself being gently lowered to the ground, and he laughed as he said, If you lifted me up in your trunk, then you must be an elephant. I am an elephant, was the answer, and the big animal laughed. I am Floppier, said our little white friend. I am lost, and I was just talking to Dido, the dancing bear. He sent me up here to see Tum Tum, the jolly elephant. I would like to see him. Which of the elephants is he? I am Tum Tum, was the laughing answer. Oh, I am so glad to meet you, said the rabbit, and I am ever so thankful to you for lifting me out of the way of the big wagon wheel. I guess I would have been hurt. Hurt? I should say so, cried Tum Tum. You are all right now, Flop Ear, and you had better run away, for more circus wagons are coming, and I cannot stay to lift you to one side, much as I should like to. So hop along. I will, answered Flopier. Thank you again and goodbye. I'm glad I met you. I am too, said Tum Tum politely. Goodbye, and I hope you find your home again. So Flopier hopped to one side of the road where he would be safe. The rabbit looked at the circus wagons moving along the road in the moonlight. There were many cages of wild animals, but the big elephants walked along by themselves, as did the camels and the horses. Pretty soon, along came the cage of Dido, the dancing bear. Dido looked out and saw Flopier again. Well, little white rabbit, did you see Tum Tum? asked the bear. Yes, answered Flopier, I did and he saved me from being run over by lifting me up in his trunk. Good, cried Dido. Tom Tom is always helping others. Once, my wagon cage was stuck in the mud, and Tom Tom pushed it out with his big head. He is very strong. He is indeed, said Flopier. Goodbye, Dido. Goodbye, Flopier, said the bear, and then his cage passed on. Well, that was quite an adventure, said Flopier to himself, as he hopped back to the hollow tree where he had been sleeping. It is not every rabbit who can see a circus in the middle of the night. I think I'll eat some clover before I go back to bed. Flopier had to pass through a grassy field to get back to his hollow tree, and he stopped to nibble a few sweet heads of clover. Then he snuggled down in the soft leaves that made his bed and was soon asleep again. The 
morning sun peeped in on Flop Ear as he lay in the hollow tree. The white rabbit opened his eyes and for a moment could not think where he was. Oh, now I remember, he said to himself as he looked over toward the road along which the circus had passed. I remember about last night and how Tum Tum saved me. I will have lots to tell Pinknose and Snuggle if I ever get back to them. I wonder if I'll ever find my home again. Floppier was hungry when he awoke, and he began to look for his breakfast. All Floppier had to do was to hop out of bed, down in among the clover, and eat as much as he liked. He could gnaw bark from a tree, too. But before he ate, he took a nice drink of water from a little brook in the field and washed his face and paws, just as you wash up before you have breakfast. Well, I wonder what will happen to me today, thought Flop Ear, when he had eaten as much as he needed. I don't know whether I am hopping toward my home or away from it, but still, I must keep going. Flop Ear saw a stump in the clover field, and he thought if he could hop up on that, he could look around him and see which way was the best way to go. It will raise me up higher, that stump will, said Flop Ear. Not as high as a bird, it is true, but still higher than if I were on the ground. I'll see what I can look at up on the stump. With a big hop up went Flop Ear. Then he looked all around. On one side was woods, on the other a field, on another a running brook, and on the last side was a road. I'll see if I can cross the brook, thought Flop Ear. Then, if there are any dogs around here, they can't follow me so well, at least for a while. Yes. I shall go over on the other side of the brook. The brook was not very deep, and Flop Ear could easily wade across it. On the other side, he found some sweet roots to eat. And going a little farther, he came to a field of cabbages. Oh, this is fine, thought Flop Ear. I shall have a good dinner here. I wish the rest of the folks were with me to enjoy it too. Flop Ear picked out a nice, tender cabbage and ate some of the leaves. It was as good to him as candy is to you, and much better for a rabbit. If I had a trunk like Tum Tum the elephant, said Flop Ear, I might carry a lot of this cabbage with me, and when I got hungry again, I could eat it. But I can't do that. I can only carry a little so I'll just have to hop on and hope that I'll find another field of green heads or perhaps a field of carrots. That would be fine too. Once more, the bunny hopped on. Flop Ear had not gone very much farther when he heard a funny little squeaking, squealing noise. Huh, I wonder what that is, he asked himself. I never heard a sound like that before. I must see what it is. 
Lop Ear hopped on a little farther, and then he saw, near a big rock in the field, a box, and the squeaking noise seemed to come from that. Ah, a box, exclaimed Flop Ear. I am not going near that. Flop Ear was just turning to hop away when he heard some voices squeaking in the box. Oh, mother dear, a little voice said. Do you think we ever shall get out of here? I'm afraid not, Switchy, was the answer. We are in this trap and we can't get out. I have tried and tried, but the wood is so hard that I cannot gnaw it with my small teeth. Perhaps Papa will come and gnaw us out, said another little voice. I'm afraid he could not get us out either. Oh dear, why did I ever lead you into this trap? Ah, a trap, exclaimed Flop Ear. These are animals like myself in trouble. I must see if I can't help them. The white rabbit hopped over close to the box and looking in through some wire netting that was on one side, he asked, what is the matter in there? Oh, mother, cried a squeaky voice. Look, there's a big white rabbit. Lop Ear, looking in the box trap, saw a mother mouse and five little mice. They came close to the wire and the mother mouse said, oh, we are in such trouble. We are a family of field mice, and our home is in a hole in the ground, not far away. A little while ago, I went for a walk with my children. We came to this box. Inside was some nice cheese, and we went in and began to eat it. All at once, the trap snapped shut, and we could not get out. We are caught here, and though I am a pretty good gnar, I cannot gnaw this wood. Don't worry, said Flop Ear. Perhaps I can help you. Oh, if you only could, said Mrs. Mouse. My husband did not come walking with us, so he did not get caught in the trap. But he may come to look for us, and he will feel very sorry when he finds us caught. Well, I have strong teeth, and I will soon gnaw a hole in the box so you can get out. And Flop Ear began to gnaw. That wood is very hard to gnaw, isn't it? Asked the mother mouse as she, with her little children mice inside the trap, looked out at Flop Ear. It was too hard for my teeth. I don't see how you can bite through it. Oh, I do not have much trouble, replied the rabbit, speaking in animal language, of course. You see, I learned to gnaw bark off trees when I was a little baby rabbit, and now, it is no trouble for me to bite a hole in the wood of this trap. Of course, I could not gnaw where there is wire netting, but the wood part does not bother me. I am glad of that, returned the mother mouse, for I would not like to give you too much trouble. It is no trouble when I am helping someone, said Flop Ear. The white rabbit kept on gnawing away at the outside of the wooden box trap and he soon had a hole almost through it. The mother mouse and the little mice heard the gnawing sounds, and they were glad, for they hoped soon to be free and to run back to their home and to Papa. It doesn't need to be a very large hole to let us crawl through, said the mother, speaking through the wires to Flop Ear. 
So don't tire your jaws and teeth too much by biting a big hole. I won't, returned the white rabbit. I do not see why anyone would want to catch such dear little mice as you are. Perhaps the trap was set to catch some big mice, said the mother field mouse. And we just got into it by mistake. Never again will I go in to get cheese out of a box. I will eat the things I find in the woods and fields. Yes, that is safest, agreed Floppier. When I heard you talking in here about being caught, I thought the best thing I could do would be to set you loose. And oh, how glad we will be to run out on the ground once more, said the mother mouse. I was afraid we would never get out. All the while he was talking, Floppier was gnawing away on the side of the trap. Up and down went his four big front gnawing teeth, two in the upper jaw and two in the lower. They were almost like the chisels a carpenter uses when he is smoothing down a piece of wood. There, cried the white rabbit at last. I have gnawed a hole for you, Mrs. Mouse. I think you and your little ones can get out of that, but be careful you do not get stuck. Make sure the hole is large enough. If it is not, I will make it bigger. I will try it first, said the mother mouse. If it is large enough for me, it will be big enough for my little ones. So the mouse mother first poked her head out of the hole which Floppier had gnawed. Then she found she could get her front paws out. And by squeezing a little, she could get all the way out. Come on, children, she cried, it's all right. Now we can get out of the trap. Oh, how good it is to be free again. Now we can go back to our home, back to your father. Oh, Floppier, I do not know how to thank you enough. Well, I am very glad I could help you out, said the white rabbit. Are you sure you can find your way to your home now? Oh, yes, it is only a little way from here now, said the mouse mother. We will soon be there. Will you come and pay us a little visit? Of course, you are so large that you would not fit in our tiny home, but you could sit outside. And I am sure Mr. Mouse would be glad to meet you and thank you for what you have done for us. I will, said Floppier. Thank you. She led the way, and the little field mice followed after. The rabbit had to hop very slowly, or he would have gone on far ahead of the little mice. Here is our home, said the mother mouse, as she pointed with her paw to a little hole in the ground. And there is your father, children, see? Another field mouse came running up out of the hole. He seemed very much excited. Oh, where have you been? called the father mouse as he saw the mother and her children. I have looked all over for you. I went all through the underground house, but I could not find you. I thought something had happened. Something did happen, said the mother mouse. We were caught in a trap, but this kind rabbit floppier gnawed us out. I asked him to come home with us, though of course he cannot get inside our little house. I am very glad to see you, said Mr. Mouse. It was very kind of you to get my family out of a trap. I could not think what had happened to them. 
Oh, it was easy to get them out once I started to gnaw, said the rabbit. It was a pleasure to help them. I am lost myself and far from my home, so I know how glad other animals must be to get back to theirs. Then the mouse lady showed Floppier where, near her home, some sweet clover grew, and the rabbit ate that. He also had some nice roots, the same kind that Mr. and Mrs. Mouse ate for their dinner. That night, the white rabbit slept in a hole under a big rock. He found some soft leaves and some cotton from the inside of the milkweed plant with which to make a bed, and Flopier had almost as good a place as if he had been in his own burrow. The next morning, Flopier ate breakfast with the mouse family. He could not, of course, go down into their little house underground, but they brought their breakfast up, and they all sat around a flat rock, which was almost like a table, while they ate. Well, goodbye, said Flopier after a bit, having finished his breakfast. I think I had better be going on. I want to find my home. And I hope you do find it, said Mr. Mouse. Well, goodbye, repeated the white rabbit. I'll be getting on now. It will be winter in a few more weeks, I fear, and I do not want to be lost out in the woods and fields then. I want to get back to my own home before the cold weather. I should think you would, said Mrs. Mouse, but if you cannot find your place, come back to us. You could dig with your feet and make our house bigger, and then you could live with us. Thank you very much, replied the white rabbit. Perhaps I shall come back. So he hopped on again, going through the woods and over the fields, hoping soon to come to his own burrow. Lopier hopped on looking as he went for the place where he lived, but he could not find it. Try as he did, he could not see the underground house. He met other rabbits, but none of whom he knew. Some of them invited him to stay with them, but Flopier said he would rather find his own house, though he thanked the kind rabbits. Then one day, as Flopier was hopping along through the woods, he heard a voice calling to him from up in a tree. I say, white rabbit, called the voice. Who are you and where are you going? I am Flopier and I am looking for my home, the bunny answered. Who are you? I am Mappo, the merry monkey, was the answer. Wait a minute and I will come down and talk to you. And then the unusual animal who had four hands and a long tail came scrambling down the tree. And that is the end of this part. Good night, sleep tight.